The following is a presentation of Muddy River News. There's a reason Harvey's Furniture has been around for over 75 years. Exceptional quality furniture, affordable prices, superior customer service. The only way to stay in business for over 75 years is to do things right. Harvey's Furniture, our home, your home. Well, I'm talking to Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza. She was in Quincy this weekend, and I was just telling her that I received a check with her signature on it, and my wife wanted to know what that was for. So tell me what it was for. Tell her to cash it. <laughs> yeah, tell her it's your money. I'm happy to get to You're not telling me to cash it because it will be bad. It, it, no. it, it, you're telling me there's yeah. plenty of money, right? Well, it is funny because no matter how much we've uh, <laughs> talked about these rebates, you know, back even over the summer we were talking about them, we talked about them when they had to be passed by the legislature, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't just happen. Right. Um, but they were part of the last budget, right, for this next year. And um, so those couldn't even begin to be issued until after July, June 30th. Um, and because of all the paper shortage and stuff, we had to communicate to the public that they would be coming, but they were going to be delayed until like September because we physically did not have the, right. the paper that we need to print those checks. And honestly, Bob, I was not going to compromise my ability to pay all the other checks that we have to pay well, every sure. day. So we tried explaining that there's been a ton of press conferences, coverage, but I still get people who say, is this legit? Why am I getting money? Right? I knew why it was. She was yeah. just like, oh, great. So, um, but no, I, and you talk about that and you talk about paying bills. One thing in your tenure that has vastly improved has been the state's ability to pay bills in a more timely fashion, I guess I yes. should say. And as a matter of fact, we're paying faster than in the private sector. So do you remember how bad it was when I first took office? Well, considering I was working for the state and working for IDES at the time, yes, I do. Yes, yeah, so the average delay for any vendor doing business, this is the average, was 210 yeah. business days. Yeah. It's nine and a half months in real people time. Yeah, getting reimbursed for travel was lovely back oh, then it, too. It was, it was non-existent, <laughs> yes. And uh, it, what's sad about that though is that, you know, what did that mean? It meant that there was a $17 billion backlog of unpaid bills over a billion dollars burnt in late payment interest penalties that we were paying 12% interest on the 17 billion, a 210 day average delay. And what that means is that people were hurting, right? I mean, businesses were going out of business because no business, especially those that are working day to day can stand to not get paid for nine and a half months after delivering services, right? right. They've got to pay their employees and feed their families. So it was a terrible situation that I inherited, but we're out of that. I no longer have a bill backlog. It's gone. Yeah, that's great. Adios. I never want to see it again. <laughs> yes. And we're actually, um, we have an accounts payable now of about $2.5 which is the normal cost of running government operations. You know, just like people at home, they are always going to have debt, but there's good debt, like your, your mortgage payment, mm -hmm. right? If you have to pay your utility bills, these are things that you have to pay no matter what. Illinois is always going to have expenses that we have to pay no matter what. But as long as you at home can go to sleep at night knowing that you can make your mortgage payment, you can pay for your utility bills, that's a good place to be. And that you can also save for an emergency, right? The state is not much different. So we had less than $60,000 in our rainy day fund when I became controller. Today we have over a billion, which is a record high for Illinois. And like I said, no longer have a bill backlog. We have a working accounts payable where we're paying our bills well within 30 days. My oldest bill today is only nine days old, faster than the private sector. So yes, a lot of progress has been made. And by the way, most important point is that I paid down the bill backlog over a year ago before a penny of the federal ARPA even got to Illinois. 
So for those folks who think it was because of some magical federal bailout, that's just not the case. We needed that money to pay for COVID-related expenses, but it wasn't used to pay down the bill backlog. It's just been good strategic financial management. And talk a little bit about that then when you say that. What does what does that entail that your office has been able to do to make this happen? Yeah, so in 2017, when it was still Governor Rauner, and I was the new controller, and I walked into this fiscal nightmare, um, eight credit downgrades before me, I was tasked with cleaning it up, right? I inherited this mess, and Governor Rauner and I very publicly fought on a bond deal that I insisted we get done, that I went to every editorial board and civic group around Illinois to make the case for refinancing $6 billion of that $17 billion uh, to be able to issue bonds, essentially, that people would buy at a much better cost for us than what we were paying. We were paying 12% interest on almost $17 billion worth of debt. So if we could sell some of that debt, right, refinance it, at a much lower interest rate, that would be a win for Illinois. And it's very different than people say, like for example, well, all she did was swap one debt for another. I did swap 12% debt for three and a half percent. It's a brilliant move. I mean, if I was able to refinance, if I told you that I could refinance your home from 12% to three and a half, would you take it, Bob? Absolutely, yes. Of course, why? Yes. Because you're gonna save a boatload yeah. of money. And that's what I did. That's why people refinance their houses all the time. Of course, all the time. So. We were paying 12% if you want to think about it on our house. And now we're paying three and a half percent on that six billion. So over the next 12 years, we'll be able to easily pay that down. And most importantly, it's going to save taxpayers between four and six billion and what would have been late payment interest penalties we would have been on the hook for. And most importantly, it got the economy going again because I took that six billion and I leveraged every penny of it for wherever I could get a federal match of 50 cents. So Medicaid bills. Do you know what they go to? No. They go to paying for the most vulnerable people in Illinois' medical care. Oh, okay. So we're taking care of the most vulnerable people and we're also stretching the value of every state dollar. So for every $1 I pay in a Medicaid bill, the federal government will give me an extra 50 cents. Okay. So I turned $6 billion in bond money into $9 billion by multiplying it by that 50 cent matching fund. Gotcha. And I cut $9 billion off of the bill backlog back starting in December of 2017 through February of 2018. So it was an incredible deal for taxpayers. It was the beginning of the financial turnaround. And it's the same methodology that I've used since I took office and was able to have a budget passed finally. Um, this is pre-Pritzker. And since we've had Governor Pritzker, I have a partner that I get to work with instead of an adversary in the governor's office. And he, you know, he lets me do my job. You hired me to fix the finances and that's what I've been working hard to do. I've led our state not to just to one credit upgrade, but now six during the worst economic challenges of our lifetimes in this state. Yet we've produced the best results that Illinois has ever seen. And this is again, before getting a penny of the federal ARPA dollars. So there's a lot of really good news happening. And I know it's hard to believe it because we've been so beat down into thinking Illinois could never recover, but we are on a path to recovery. And it even happened before the ARPA dollars came in. And so that should make people at least breathe a little bit easier knowing that their money is being stretched its maximum value. Kind of like a coupon, call me the coupon controller. <laughs> You're sitting there cutting, cutting yeah, coupons like cutting behind coupon. your desk there in but the hey, office. You want a person to fix the finances, hire somebody who right. didn't grow up with a lot of money and has had to learn how to stretch the value sure. of a dollar. That was me and my family.
Yeah. When you were a, you know, poor uh, college student in Kirksville and yeah, the yeah, whole thing, like, three start. Bucks, what do I do for pizza? <laughs> I need five bucks. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and I guess uh, you are up for, for reelection coming up here in a, in a few day, few weeks. And uh, what is your, what is your message? What do you want to accomplish in this next term? So, you know, I have an ad that just started airing today and it talks about how I see my role for Illinois, you know, all the hard work that I've been doing to fix the state's finances, which has really helped people, is to get our state ready for its growth spurt, right? Like, I see where the state's going in the future, and I, I see a very clear path of, you know, economic resurgence. I want Illinois to, in the not-too-distant future, before I get too many more gray hair, be seen once again as this economic powerhouse for the country. I mean, think about our state. It's an amazing state. We are not the land of rolling blackouts, right? Other than like the little bit of cold weather, which I could do without, but sure. hey, no one's perfect yeah. and no state is perfect. Yeah. We have cold weather, but we don't have rolling blackouts. We don't have hurricanes. We're not going to fall into an ocean, not even into Lake Michigan, all right? right. It's not going to happen. We have every single mode of transport in our state. And in fact, we're the only state in the nation that has every single rail line right here in Illinois. We are perfectly positioned to explode as an economic powerhouse. We have some of the best university systems in the entire country right here in Illinois that are producing incredibly skilled workforce. And we're also a proud union state that produces incredibly skilled workers, especially in the trades, right? Think about it. these are real career paths. And if college isn't for you, the trades could be and you could really make a really great salary and you know, be a wonderful contributor to our tax base and provide a good living for your family. So Illinois has all the pieces of what could be a beautiful, perfect puzzle. You just have to have the right people in charge to lead our state in that direction. And that's what I've been working hard as controller to get our state ready for its growth spurt. And we're ready. What do you tell people, though, when they talk about the tax burden and they say, I'm my, I'm thinking about leaving or I'm going to leave because it's the taxes here are just too darn high? Well, taxes are high. Nobody likes to pay high taxes. I understand that, right? And why do you think I'm so passionate about being the coupon con controller, right? Because if I can tell you that I'm going to look under every single rock I can to figure out how to stretch the value of your dollar, and I'm not just telling you that, I'm proving it to you. I mean, we no longer have a backlog pre-COVID, okay? That was over a year ago before a penny came in of the, that relief dollar, those dollars. Um, this has been meticulous hard work over the last six years, really five years since I got my handle on the bond deal um, that I've been doing. And then my the ticket, the statewide ticket is a solid, awesome ticket, right from the top all the way to the bottom. And we've delivered results. I think the Democrats particularly have done well in the roles that we've been given, have done more and exceeded expectations under very challenging circumstances. And those are just the facts. And if you don't believe me, you have to listen to what the credit rating agencies are saying. And they've upgraded us six times, which is a clear indication of our forward progress. Now, are we in utopia? No, we're still at the bottom of our credit rating and no one denies that. But the naysayers should also accept the reality that having six upgrades is certainly much better than getting eight downgrades during the best economic bull market in American history. Yeah. So those are just the facts, right? And so for me as controller, while I'm proud to be a Democrat, I'm privileged and honored to get to represent every single Illinoisan, regardless of their party. I could honestly, I, could, I couldn't care less, Bob, if you're a 
a Republican, a Democrat, a Pastafarian, or whatever you want to call yourself. I don't care. If you're an Illinoisan, then I have the privilege of representing you. And the most incredible thing that I could ever hope to achieve is to win over the skeptics, right? To win over the people that that have lost faith in government, who have lost trust in their elected officials, who think that we don't care about them. I do care about them. And why am I in Quincy? Why was I in Beardstown? And not just during election time, but throughout the entire year. I really pride myself, I think, and probably being the constitutional officer who has visited the most counties in Illinois and spent the most time, not just during an election season, but through every single six years that I've been in office, meeting with people in some of the reddest parts of Illinois, because I want them to know the work that we're doing for them too, the work that I'm doing for them. And hopefully, you know, we start there. Like, give me a chance. I gave, I asked you to give me a chance before and I delivered unprecedented financial results. I think that's one of the, the key things is the fact that, you know, being a, you know, being a Democrat and coming to a, a heavily red area like Adams County, it's something that you're willing to come and listen. And I think that's what people do that when they start, you know, hiding from that or they start not showing up because they look at the polls and they're down or whatever in a certain sector. Somebody's got to come in and talk because we have to have conversations if we're ever going to end this polar opposite thing we've got going. Going. Totally. Listen, the only uh, debate that, like rivalry, if you want to think about it, right, that should exist between Chicago, which is where I'm from, and downstate Illinois is like, are you a Cubs or a Cards fan? Right. In my case, I'm a Sox fan, unapologetically, <laughs> right? Unapologetically. But. You got to be happy with those, Jim Tomey news then. Yeah, those are fun rivalries. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Fun rivalries, but it shouldn't be about like us versus them. And I was telling a story earlier today about one of the times that I was here in Quincy for. Uh, was it the Blues Fest? Yeah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. awesome. You yeah. know, it's so much fun. And I was having such a great time, and I was talking to all these families that were out there with their with their families and their lawn chairs and stuff, and they were offering me beverages, and it was just really cool. And then after I'm having this really nice conversation with somebody, and I have no idea what party they're in, I'm just, sure. you know. Um, they say, so where do you live again? And I said, I'm from Chicago. Oh, I hate Chicago. <laughs> It was like the natural go-to yeah, reaction, right? Yeah. And then I go, oh, come on. He goes, no, 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 Chicago, Chicago, I'm done. Chicago, he's like, I, I really wish you guys just would fall into the lake. And then I said, oh, hold on a second here. All right, let's put this in perspective. You just, we had a very nice conversation. Yeah, right. You've agreed with me on everything we've been talking about. And you told me that you really think I'm a nice person and you just killed off my entire family. Yeah. Because if you want Chicago to fall into the, the, the lake, that would wipe out my 83-year-old mother. She's awesome. My husband would be dead, and so would my adorable four-year-old boy, right? You don't even know him. You killed him off. Well, that, that's not what I meant. Well, it kind of is because when we talk in those terms, yeah. like words matter, and I don't want anything but the best for your family out in Quincy, Illinois. And if I didn't care about your family, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I'd be at home with my family in Chicago. And so I care about every single resident in the state of Illinois, I didn't ask them what party they were in. It shouldn't matter. And it shouldn't matter what party I'm in. I'm proud to be a Democrat, and I have my reasons for being a Democrat. But once I get elected, I get to govern on behalf of all Illinoisans. And I take that very, very seriously. I don't play politics in the office. I, get, I think I have wonderful relationships with elected on both sides of the aisle. And in fact, did you see that I got endorsed by the Illinois Chamber of Commerce the other day? I did see that. The first Democrat ever endorsed by the chamber, which only votes only supports Republicans, let's be honest, uh, at the statewide level. I'm the first Democrat statewide candidate ever endorsed by them. And they cited specifically that voters of both parties can trust me to watch over their finances. 
and that I've earned that trust and that my bipartisanship was one of the key reasons that they got behind me. So I don't play politics in this office. You should only care that I'm delivering financial results for our state and nobody's delivered them better than I have. So we've got, you know, a statewide ticket that I think is super solid and I'm proud to be a part of. Um, but I do hope that the people at Quincy no longer, certainly that family, if they're listening to me now, sure. I hope I turned you and that you love my family as much as I love yours because I'm fighting for your family every yeah, day. Yeah, because again, I, I the, the talk that people, you know, refer to Chicago as a hellhole or a bad place or whatever and think that we should, you know, just Chicago and Illinois should separate and all this. And my family and I, we were in Washington, D.C. this past weekend and, and, you know, of course, very heavily democratic urban area. It was beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's our nation's capital. And we saw the Lincoln Memorial and all the sites and all that. And, you know, you go there with your family and you're not thinking, uh, you know, you walk by the White House and you, you don't think about you don't think about politics you just think about this beautiful country this being beautiful an city and being an american yeah. and the same way we go to chicago you just want to, I, my, my son lives in chicago we want to go see him and spend time with him and eat great food and hang out and totally and it's it's i think the pol the politics has just gotten so thick and again as i said earlier so polarizing we just can't get past that because you know everybody is you know you're you're bad. No, you're bad. You're bad. You're a crazy lefty. You're a crazy righty. And we, it, it's, it's going to rip this country apart unless somebody totally. tries to do something to unify us. 100%. And I'm telling you, we're not that different. No. We're not like, I don't care if it's even just in the United States, go to any foreign country, you know, like if you've never been out of the United States, you should go out and just meet other people. And you're going to see that you may not even speak the same language, but you're not that different. No. You're really not. None of us are. We all want to be able to provide for our families. We all want our children to have better opportunities than we did. We all want to be acknowledged as being important and being, you know, an American and being somebody who matters, that has value and worth, right? And so I feel like the, the words, again, they matter, right? Like you hear them over and over and over enough that people don't care, well, then they start to believe that you don't care. And so I can only control, I guess, what I can control and how I you know, run my, my um, public service, right? How I decide to go about it. And I think that being present is a big, big portion of rebuilding faith and trust in government. And that's why I love going down to deep Southern Illinois where like you'll hardly find a Democrat, right? And, and saying to people, I'm here. And it doesn't matter if this is a 90% Republican county like, I want you to know the work that I've been doing for you and your families, because it really matters. Yeah. Who you have in charge of the state's finances matters, and it matters more than ever when you're going through tough economic times. Anybody could do the job when it's easy. But listen, like anyone who knows me knows that I love to eat, and I love nothing more than a big, fat, delicious plate of problems I get to sink my teeth <laughs> into and, and wipe it clean. And that's kind of how I feel about what I've been able to do as controller for all people in Illinois. It's not my money, it's your money. So number one, thank you for working and paying into the tax base. But the best way that I can thank you, rather than just say thank you, is to actually value your hard work by stretching the value of every one of those hard-earned tax dollars to make them work better for our state so that we don't have to go back and ask you to pay more taxes. How about we manage the tax base that we already have to the best and maximum value? That's what I've been doing every day under impossible circumstances. So I gotta be honest, I look forward to better times ahead. All right, well, that sounds great. Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, always. Muddy River News, our home, our news.